0: Hi guys and welcome to the GMBN podcast. Now we have a bit of an announcement to make. This will be the third from final episode that is on YouTube. We're actually going to move away and just put it on your podcast streaming service of choice, be it Audible, Spotify, Apple, you name it, it's probably on there. So don't forget to subscribe on there too. Now this week's really cool. We talk about fashion with maybe the most fashionable man I know, Mr. Martin Ashton, as he stifles a laugh in the corner. It's really fun chat, nice and humorous, and we um just bandle through it and tackle some of the issues, be it mountain biking standards, social media, or energy drinks. Thanks for watching and I hope you like it. So, is mountain biking just about fashion and trends? If we look at mountain biking, you know, what is mountain biking and how has it changed? Because are our bikes and the, everything from the clothing we wear and the protection, are they meeting the demand, or are they sort of? You oh, know,
1: it's a it's muddy water in it because it there's a, there's a lot of both. Um, but I think if you look at it broadly, like let's just take this question broadly to start with, like is mountain biking just a fashion? I think there's a bit of an argument for a lot of the times people use it as a fashionable thing to say, oh, I mountain bike. Like, in that sense, I'm a mountain biker. What they're actually saying is, I've got a mountain bike in my garage that I never use. Yeah, that's potentially true. So there's, uh, and I'm guilty of that, by the way. Um, So I think in that sense, you could argue it's a bit of a fashion, bit of a fashion statement. Do you think there's a certain, in regards to that, you know, it's like, you know, those Thrasher
0: t-shirts, the skateboard brand? Yeah, yeah. I would love, because it's a very fashionable t-shirt to wear whether you even have any idea about skateboarding scene. And do you think you know? there's a difference between within that, what you were saying about having a mountain bike? Didn't there's a difference between having a mountain bike and a certain threshold
1: you have to pass before <laughs> becoming a mountain biker? Yeah, so what is mountain bike? So you're not a mountain biker until you've done a certain amount. Oh, I don't so, I mean, oh, maybe, I know. Yeah. That, I don't know. That, I don't know. I that be fair to say. Oh, I don't know. Because, I mean, you could clearly say you're a mountain biker because you ride, you've probably ridden more in one session than most of, our, most of us do in a year with but one of your endurance rides. I also love road cycling. I've done, I've done a lot of road cycling. So a lot of people say to me, but you're
0: not a mountain biker because even though you ride mountain bikes a lot, because you're really passionate about road cycling, that somehow disqualifies you from being a mountain biker? Yeah,
1: well, I think less of you now you've said it. Well, um,
0: I'm, I've deliberately kept that knowledge from you for so long. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's interesting because I mean, I don't ride that much, mm. but obviously, if someone said to me, "Are you a mountain biker i would I feel it in my bones that mm. I'm a mountain biker um, uh, so maybe it's not an amount it's not a qu- it's not a quantity mm. it's, the, it's the the quality it's of the... your riding and the and the what it makes you feel like i mean if you feel like a mountain biker, I guess you are one yes. But what is it that's making you feel like a mountain biker? Is it the baggy shorts you're wearing or the, or the whatever the trend is, yes. whatever the fashion is? I'm not sure.
0: So here's a question. When you started mountain biking a few summers ago... It was just a few ago. <laughs> what was mountain biking then?
1: Well, it was definitely fashion then. It mm. definitely was. I mean, I'm someone who definitely went into mountain biking because it was the fastest growing sport in the world. Everybody was like... This new thing called mountain biking, and it had lots of weird trends going on lots of fluoro clothing and weird anodized bike parts, and stuff like that was all just getting really attractive to the consumer, you know. So, there was a lot of fashion in there oakley glasses, lots of oh, yeah. and lots of fashion. Um, bleeding across from different sports. So there was a certain surfy look element and there was a certain motocrossy elephant. Uh, uh, elephant? <laughs> element. There That's was an elephant. elephant. There was an elephant. Back, yeah, that motocrossing <laughs> elephant. Do you remember him? Back in the day, that motocrossing elephant. What was his name? <laughs> Clint. <laughs> Clint, the motocrossing elephant. No. Um, I mean, I, I, I'd I, say, yeah, it was definitely fashion back then. See, But... But the fashion was backed up by a sport that was really good. Once you got into it, because it looked great, it was good and it delivered. Yeah. So you know, I mean, you could say it was like the content too. But
0: if mountain biking, I mean, I think you use the word there, consume or consumer. Mm. I'm a consumer, consumer of mountain biking in probably I'd say almost all of its iterations. Yeah. Whether it's consuming the racing, consuming the media, or consuming the goods and the experience. You yeah, know? yeah. Going to the resorts and, yeah. and riding those trails. Mm do you think the fashion you know i think a lot of people not maybe that's not fair there is a certain element amount by community that thinks it's like the there's elements that are like the galactic empire that are creating fashions you mm. know 26 is dead because the man killed it with 29 but i don't really subscribe to that do you
1: do you think do you think uh, the fashion is driven it's tricky because I think there's not generally a Emperor Palpatine or a Darth Vader in mm. terms of a Galactic Empire, but I think there is a need within the industry to keep reinventing itself yep. with tech stuff that generally we just don't need. But It's all a load of nonsense, really. <laughs> it really is. There's, I mean, there's, you've got to admit, some of it's a lot of nonsense because at the end of the day, you still do exactly the same thing on it that you did years ago yeah. before some of these wheel sizes or brake um, innovations or suspension innovations came in you still do the same thing I suppose there's, there is I think a really
0: good argument about that in that you know with say 26 which I think was probably one of the big things we will still talk about Yeah, um, yeah. wheel size because
1: and we, could, we didn't need to
0: change could have just stayed as it well, was well that's it because you know now it's it kind of made a bit of an arms race in terms of the They're tech <laughs> and then it's leveled out again the same people are winning you know yeah. what I mean and, the, and the, the experience is largely the same. Well, I mean, what do you think? You think twi- I think, you know, it's something that with wheels and axle sizes, people get real, oh, boost, man, it's. Yeah. But listen, we can either have it one of two ways. We can either have the information, the, sorry, no, the innovation is a complete overhaul.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you know, so they'll be literally go from 26, non boost, yada, 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 to because bikes will want to change and get better. And it can go to something that is almost completely unrecognizable. It has no shared, shared specs. Or you can have something that slowly, incrementally changes. And I think that's kind of what it does. And I've, I've never really got the frustration of, you know, wheel size, for instance, a great example. If I got a new car tomorrow, and I had my current car with a nice set of wheels, I wouldn't go, this is an outrage. This is an absolute out- I can't swap the wheels. It's an
1: <laughs> I would. <laughs> But, I would, I'd be well annoyed if I just spent £5,000 on a mountain bike. Yeah. And then the next year, that same brand brought out the same mountain bike, but with industry standard changes on it, which now made my one worth less, less interesting. And I've spent a year saving up that money. So, in two years, from the beginning of me wanting that bike and starting to save to the point where that new iteration of the bike came out, I'm the idiot. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the loser, <laughs> and I'm the guy who funded them making the change. No, I lost.
0: Fair, but good argument. That's right. No,
1: I, th- I think I think that's the way a lot
0: of people do feel. Yeah. But I would say, you know, with things like, you know, tech changes, etc., people people want people want the best, and I think if you had a a bike now, say like you know the twenty nine or twelve a 20... I speak a 29 er trail bike which is now very prevalent and you compared it to a 26 inch 130 mile bike of a couple of years ago people would be like oh my god this is better
1: yeah i'm not denying it's getting better for sure but you're saying that as with the luxury of someone who's been in the sport a long time yeah. like it's really demoralizing for someone who's been in the sport not very long, no. Very and they, true. And they've very really true. become passionate about it. The sport lives off people like that. Yes, you know, coming in and um, and giving it that new regrowth and that new uh, new energy, and and money. Yeah. And then they really support it with their cash, and then they get taken down by they get taken down by an industry standard that did we are twenty nine inch wheels. I know they're slightly faster mm. and they're slightly rolling s- s- smoother through certain trails. Yep. It, are they any rounder? <laughs> but no. that's not the point. You no, know? they're not any rounder. But what I would say is that. No, answer the question. Are they any rounder, Tech Man? Uh, yes.
0: No, are <laughs> I I like, Are they? Are
1: they? I, well, if you? Well Do you know what? If you'd said they were, then I'd have believed you. Because <laughs> I've got... You know so much about tech, and I'd have gone, oh, well, right. I was do you just know what so I would say? My bad. I thought they were the same roundness.
0: I would say that they are, because the Earth is smooth smoother than a ping-pong ball. If you scale both, both up to the same size, if yeah. a ping-pong yeah. ball... Yeah. It, it applies
1: to bigger I wheels. I mean, <laughs> it's rounder in terms of, like, it depends on your perspective. If you're looking at them from space... Yes, that's what they're, I'm sticking. Twenty That's that's the angle they should market 29ers. But coming
0: back to that, twenty nine inch wheels, rounder from but, space. <laughs> to me, I don't like. I, people often ask carbon or alloy or twenty nine or twenty seven, I just I, you you know I'm someone that I obviously really do love the tech. I'm very invested in it, but I do not care. A good bike is a good bike. Mm-hmm. If it's got twenty if seven, it's got twenty nine. If it's alloy front triangle, alloy rear triangle, to me, in the same way, I don't know what I don't know what size wheels are on my vehicle my, at home, my car. I have no idea. That's a good point. I don't I've know. Just my... got, I'm just so uninvested in it because I go, the car as a whole does what I want it to do.
1: Yeah, I and, mean, I'm more of a fashion victim, right? Because say my nice scarf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what you're referring to? <laughs> wow that was good <laughs> it just took me down right then um <laughs> no i mean i'm more of a fashion victim because of this scarf and because if you suddenly said to me oh, i saw your car that you've got outside in that new version with the yellow wing mirrors that's when i'd be annoyed oh it's not the wheel size it's that like suddenly i'm not fashionable mm. i'm like what do you mean it's come out with yellow wing mirrors what are you talking about but, like I've got the black wing mirrors. That was the cool wing mirror color. And they're like, now nah, they do them in yellow wing mirrors now. I'm like, man, man, I want, I want, I want to, I want to smash my hand against a wooden table. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going, but I would if it was a thicker table. But
0: is that not something like a trend within our society? Then it, you know, consumerism. That's we do want the latest and greatest. And also, if you did work for a company that creates mountain bikes, and your job is to develop mountain bikes. What, are you not going to make them better? Are you just going to go, hold up, lads, take the day off. <laughs> mountain bikes don't want to get any better today. Like, of course you're going to try and make them better.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tricky. I used to run my own trials brand, right? So I had my own, uh, and I sort of came up with a very original bike design for a, for a trials mountain bike um, mm-hmm. and put that out. And it was really different. So somewhat of a, like, change in the look of the the bike, mm-hmm. almost. It was a very strange looking bike. Um and it did really well and it sort of was right on the curve of like changing what trials bikes look like i don't think it that bike particularly changed the look of trials bikes it was definitely on the trend of them changing um right at the start but that went and because it was a geometry change that went too far for me Mm. and the bikes got longer and longer and and this particular look went with that um so there was a point where I like was on the on the like yeah the the trend needs to happen it needs to change, mm. and then it got to a it's going too far it's changing, so I think I've got a wavelength I'm happy with, and mm. I think maybe everyone's got that I've got a wavelength of like yeah okay I can see why that's happening yeah it, it makes sense. But there, there is a point with, undoubtedly, the change in trials carried on happening, and trials bikes are way, way more effective now, yep. but they look, weird. can I use, I can't use swear words, they look really stupid, yep. but I want to use a different word to really, because they are, but they work incredible, and, 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 and I think there is a point where you're like, all right, you've just changed it too much now. It, it, now, I think that's a
0: really interesting conversation, I want to use an example. People that say, ah, bikes are changing too much, who are perhaps quite resistant to extreme amounts of progression. Like you said, they they see things in an operational window and they perceive it, oh, just nudge towards it. But that's what makes bikes out of date. For instance, you look at Pole, who are, and I always talk about, but I just think, whether you like their bikes or not, they're doing something cool. And I really respect that. And so they're right on the periphery, dragging the industry one way. People yeah. say, look at their bikes and say, They're too long, they're too the seat tubes too steep, yada yada yada. Then they're the same people that would complain that in a year's time that the car they just bought now has yellow wing mirrors. If they went to the extreme, they'd actually protect themselves a bit mm. from it changing. Yeah. But instead they'll look at the operational window and they'll, you know, go baby steps. Mm. And a bit of me thinks, let's just go absolutely wild.
1: Mm. Let I, I just <laughs> I
0: love that. And mm. it gets me so excited because I think the only way we can find out what is a valid bike design is to go too far and then bring it back.
1: Yeah, but that's expensive for a lot of people. And I just it want is. to clarify yes, at this true. point, right? Okay. Is my car available with yellow wing or not? Because um, it seems like you know something I don't. <laughs> and I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. But like what you're saying is just so expensive. That's, that's going to cost people money. Yeah. And I... Hey, look, I'm a, bit of a, I'm a bit of a whore for it because I love pole. I yeah. think they're an awesome-looking yeah. bike, and I'd buy one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I'm not in the habit of buying mountain bikes. I got out of that habit before I even started the sport. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't tend to do that, but yeah. I'd buy one of those things because they look sick. And I, I, I think also, like, take someone like Neil Donoghue, who definitely early on with the long and slack kind of angles was dead against it mm. but because of the brands he rides riding for gmbn he's got some uh experience of it mm. and he's and now he w- he's he's not i don't think he would be like yeah let's go longer let's go slacker but he would definitely be a bit more like actually it's pretty good mm. i've got used to it and he wasn't into it yeah he wasn't into it at all so he's been pulled along and, yeah. r- and made you
0: could say pulled along
1: <laughs> pulled along well done <laughs> he's been pulled along and he's he's Now he's, I think, I've heard him say that, he's a bit more into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the language we use to describe the way we ride bikes, people Mm. often say a shorter bike is more nimble. Mm. You know, but for (laughs) me, I find that a really problematic way of describing it. Because for me, when I ride a bike, and I think of the word nimble, I think of traction and being able to move the bike. And so... When you have a longer bike, there can often be more traction. Mm. <laughs> so then you feel like you can move the bike more, which is actually counterintuitive. I think, you know, people, I mean, when I started mountain biking, it was like size down, go on a medium. I'm six foot tall.
1: Mm. They'd be like,
0: go on a medium. You'll, you'll be a lot, you know. And now it's... it's yeah, go it's the other way. It's go the other way. And yeah. people try and wrestle me on an extra large, and I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> against it. Yeah, Like, I think that you've got to trust the brand to mm. size you. Um, I'd go large. I I go large.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm large, a. Large. I I think if if I'm six foot tall and I'm not bam on the middle of a large, something's gone awry. Yeah. If I, if it's on an extra large, like no, <laughs> like we can't, You know, it's to me, it's it's the equivalent of being like, right, okay. So the fashion is um to have yeah yeah you know your jeans up by your ankles. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is, but apparently it's a fashion. I've been reliably informed. I so just rolled, of- I'll just roll these down. Hang on. <laughs> so instead of instead of just buying jeans within that fashion it's like me buying jeans that are 20 inch ra- waist and not be able to fit around my waist but just so i get that <laughs> part it's like you know buy it within the buy something that fits at least according to the person who's designing it because if they're saying it doesn't fit you, <laughs> you know, who knows you yeah. it's, it's not that easy to outsmart them i think in regards to you know coming back about you know Spending your hard-earned cash on a bike, and I think for me a really liberating experience was I went to when I first went to New Zealand. I'd you know I've, I've kind of always worked in bike shops and stuff, so always had quite nice stuff, and you know, and I was buying it, but you know, mm. you do get d- um, discounts and stuff working in shops. And I went to New, my first season in New Zealand. And it's obviously a place I talk about a lot, but I got absolutely destroyed by the people that didn't even have any... You know, I'd be there with my Troy kit, ba-ba-ba-ba, all matching, the socks matched to the helmet, which matched to the jersey, and there'd be some guy in jorts, like, absolutely smashing it, and go, oh, and I... It basically made me realise it didn't matter. No, right. Really? Um, So what kind of dictates fashion, do you think?
1: Um, Well, I mean, one thing that's definitely dictating how any sport moves now is the social media side of things. And... The, and media in general, but I suppose the uh, most obvious thing I can think of right now is like Danny, Danny McCaskill's just put out a video called Gymnasium. Yeah. So will we? <laughs> will everyone just be going to gymnasiums <laughs> on bicycles now? Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, it, there's that's the daft point. No, of course they won't. Speak for yourself. But, but <laughs> what in that video, Danny does a trick, right, where he throws his bicycle, he ghosts his bicycle at a ramp, yeah. kind of a ramp, it spins in the air, yep. does a flip, and then he catches it again, right? So there's a new trick. No one's ever done it. It's a ghosty bike flip, and he catches it, right? Mm-hmm. I think, because that's cool and trendy right now, there are very good riders out there somewhere ghosting their bikes at ramps and trying to catch them again. That's ridiculous. But it's so but true, it's fashion. Because, you know, <laughs> when
0: Bernard Kerr did a thing on his e-bike, it was like Ski Sunday? Yeah. I've seen other people on yeah. my
1: Explore tab on Instagram, doing that? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, that, that kind of media attention for any kind of trick or look or mm. whatever can really take off. And then suddenly a fashion can happen for no other reason than it was exciting one day, but in two weeks' time could be quite daft. Yeah. Because people throwing... I mean, Danny throws a bike that is pretty much a one-off. Yeah, I mean, you know, Santa Cruz can bust out. They've made the mould so they can bust them out for him as quick as they like, but they only make them for him. They don't Mm. sell them. Um, He's throwing a, you know, one-off hand-painted, beautiful carbon trials bike that no one else has got. He's throwing it a wall and catching it again <laughs> like is there, is anyone else who hasn't got the resources of Danny Mac doing that that's a stupid idea <laughs> can you
0: remember and speaking of trends on social media can you remember neck nomination right, it was a bit, it was, someone would say watch me down this bottle of vodka and yeah. I'm going to nominate you to down a bottle.
1: What? Yeah. And people do it. People yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. the, 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 the Facebook what, says. Yeah, the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm going to chuck an ice bucket over my head and then get you to do it. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay. Yeah. I heard someone refer
0: to the next nomination. Actually, I made
1: my son do that.
0: <laughs> I, I filmed him. I heard someone refer to the neck nomination as the Kool-Aid challenge. Right. Just You know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. just drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Yeah. Like yeah. what is going on? It's crazy. Um, crazy. Something about with Danny McCaskill's video, mm. Red Bull, yeah, energy drinks. Oh yeah, I feel they they are well, they're almost synonymous with action sports now. Yeah, and it's amazing the you do hear some of the sort of contract um, talks or sorry of the the clauses within contracts. You know, I've heard of motocross riders getting paid huge amounts of money via one energy drink company. Not to sign for them, but just not to sign for another energy drinks company. <laughs> because it, right? it, crazy. It's, it's quite important. Also, I think another very notable story was Josh Briceland terminating his sponsorship mm. with Monster,
1: yeah. a very prominent energy drinks company, mm.
0: which was so anti-establishment, it was very fashionable.
1: Yeah. Well, now you say that, uh, right? You say that. You say that. It was very fashionable. It was trendy. That's different. Mm. fashionable would mean that lots of people did oh, it oh sorry so how yeah. many how many pro mountain bikers have you seen follow him in that fashion i feel we're going to come back to your scarf inevitably. Z- zero <laughs> zero <laughs> man you know when you regret something you know you're like man why did i put this scarf on today uh <laughs> yeah i mean so many people so many people um Loved what Josh did, and it was really interesting. But yeah, no, but Laurie Greenland did just sign for Red Bull. He didn't <laughs> yeah. go, no, man, I'm with Josh. Everyone went, good on you, Josh. Good on you. That's more money for a monster for me. <laughs> it wasn't fashionable. It was trendy.
0: <laughs> That's very, very fair I'm, I'm glad to, uh, to clarify unlike, the distinction.
1: Unlike my scarf, which <laughs> no, is great. fashionable. I like,
0: it. I like it. It's very smart. I'm just cold. I'm just <laughs> No. I don't know whether the energy drinks thing. I don't know whether it's basically a really cool media company with an energy drink bolted on. Mm. Because it just seemed the wrong way around almost. It almost looks like they basically needed something to tie into their concept.
1: Yeah. Well I mean it, I mean if you look at something like Red Bull, there's a famous um tagline in in when you work for Red Bull as the can is king, you know, like the, the you know, at all times in every situation. Wow. Um uh, so what they mean by that is that every time there's an opportunity for the can to star, you know, then then it, it's the right thing to do. Mm. You know, like the can is king. You put it front and centre, logo front and centre, you mm. know. Um, it, it's, always, it's always on point. Uh, but I think even Red Bull now would openly admit that the media side of their business is as big... And I think they have kind of made that shift that the media side of their business is as big as the drinks part of their business. But you can't deny where they've come from. Oh yeah. And I think Monster are the same beast. Mm. Sorry, pardon the pun, but you know it's it's, um, but it's what they do in the sports that you know dictates the the fashion side of things i mean it's it's difficult isn't it because it's not a, it can't be a fashion that anyone else can take up mm. because there's just one thing you don't do and that's paint a sponsor on your helmet that you haven't got oh so, you have seen people i've seen i mean yeah but don't you, do it you don't, don't do not do it it's, <laughs> the, it it's the worst it's the worst um so you, in that sense it's not a fashion because you can't really take it up but, but it is unless you're if you're a downhill racer and you haven't got a drinks company on your helmet are you in fashion?
0: Mm. <laughs> mm. But there's so, a you know with Monster, you do see a lot of people putting Monster stickers. It has a, a, a brand following.
1: Yeah, Monster but m- Monster's different. You wouldn't do Monster's different to Red Bull in the sense that you you can get Monster stickers that mm. could make your helmet look because it's a very simple design mm. could make it look Monster helmet like. But a Monster, what, what I'm saying is, you know, there's a there's a a helmet. Design that 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 is clearly a, a monster sponsored rider helmet, that sort of black with the green stripes, you know, and it's been done properly. And then there's the Red Bull helmet. The only way to get those is to be on point yeah. in terms of results and fashion. Mm. Um, and and I don't know who's a great rider who hasn't got one of those brands on their helmet. Mm. And like Greg Minna. Mm. So is he not fashionable? But when he, Don't yeah, know.
0: It's very difficult.
1: I think with um. Or has he? Has Greg been? i got. He's got Cliff, I believe. Oh, he's got yeah. So Cliff have Richard. tried to, Cliff have tried to create a little pattern for themselves there, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and but something that's really it's not. I mean, it it looks cool. I think. Because, I think it looks great. Um, Brett Reader's Cliff as well, isn't he? And Casey Brown. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think um, you know, Red Bull's really interesting. Just just as an example, when we talk about being fashionable is that i feel a large part of their um law is being quite anti-establishment being quite like upstart and they just do whatever they want you know what i mean it's yeah. very youthful and exuberant brand but they're becoming so big mm. they almost are becoming a bit part of the establishment you know they they're red bull tv they, they comment on the things and it's yeah. very interesting how i wonder how carefully they have to manage those two things by both being sort of reckless and
1: exciting as a brand
0: mm. and also being incredibly effective and efficient
1: yeah i mean i think i think it depends on what sport you're viewing them through you know in mountain biking we think they're trying to be reckless and rad mm. and in other extreme sports but then you've got to remember they're in tennis true they're not you know they're, they're in every sport you yeah. know it's it's not that we just see how well, that's they, very true i don't think know, about. so i mean um monster on the other hand you know they they definitely have got the sort of the badge of honor of like kind of like the crazy people are on Mm. monster the crazier athletes tend to be on monster Mm. it's certainly got a personality type which fits really well but end of day monster is owned by coca-cola it's not it is the establishment so (laughs) you know it's kind of a but it's it's interesting how they set the trends and do the trends you know coming back to like you know original point like and and the fashions that they create, because things have happened in mountain biking that have just been um, so defining in how it looks. Um, maybe brands like that can't really define how it looks because they can only look one way. Mm. So, I mean, there was the whole, in in the clothing side of fashion and mountain biking, there was, you know, the the breakthrough in the 90s that everyone started wearing baggy motocross-type clothes based on fashion you know Mm. dude certainly wasn't based on what made most sense for a sport that was all about going fast do you think it's going
0: the other way now we've seen in recent years Mm. um clothing getting tighter and tighter and especially in downhill racing and there was also those kind of exciting pictures you might have seen floating about on instagram of Mm. the canyon fmd collective i believe the full team name is (laughs) in a wind tunnel
1: yeah do you think that that could be then will that influence fashion um well, I don't know. I was, I was when I saw that post. So is it Tani Seagraves? Yep. Um, yeah. You know, on a downhill bike in a wind tunnel, wearing slightly tighter clothes. I'm like, re, are they really finding anything out there doing that? Mm. I mean, that's just nonsense. I think. I mean, unless unless she was trying to work out different pedaling patterns that were more mm. wind effect, more aerodynamic, or I just don't know where that goes, other than a really good photo opportunity. Yeah. So was it just marketing? Oh, I think that's just marketing. That's just what would look cool. You're on a new it, team. Yeah. Could we Could we go down the marginal gains route of suggesting what we're doing with you? At the end of the day, they've got a really tried and tested downhill bike. They're going to put Sea Seagrave on it. That's actually what they're going to do. <laughs> I mean, she'll, yeah. Guess what she'll do? She'll ride down a hill. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I will play devil's advocate here. You know, I think that... You might only have to do half a day's wind tunnel testing, yeah, to give you all the data you need, because I'm, there are probably too many variables in the way that the body moves and stuff. Yeah, round. I can compare it to something like time yeah, trial.
1: Yeah, that's just it's just total nonsense. But if they look at it
0: and they go, the jersey here is like a big
1: yeah. I don't know. It's nonsense because we know because we all basically understand aerodynamics is like the tighter clothes will be slightly quicker than the baggy ones because they're not catching the air. But the, but yes. It's like we know the answer. No, we know that. So what's the tightest they're allowed to wear? What? Wear them.
0: Yeah. But it's... Okay, fine. Your logic is bulletproof. <laughs> it's, just,
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's just nonsense. So that is just a... What's interesting, though, is if Tani Seagrave starts wearing the tightest mountain bike clothes she's allowed to, hmm. based on the rules how much influence that's got over generally the sport becoming clothes where uh, uh, generally the sport becoming a place where people wear tight clothes as a point as opposed to at one point it was a sport where people wore baggy clove. clothes in terms of downhill racing yeah um, i mean obviously there's never been a trend in cross country that was where the baggiest clothes you could <laughs> and Nino would still win although you say that what's the um is it f- fumic um, from Cannondale? Yes, he started, he started wearing baggy shorts, yeah. Because yeah. I think he... I mean, there's got to be an argument that over a lap on a cross-country course, it makes a difference whether you've got baggy shorts on or not. But mm. how much? How much? And maybe just being slightly more comfortable and feeling freer when you're mm. moving on the bike has also got its advantage and it makes up the difference.
0: You know, with um, speaking of fashion and what what leads to the consumer at mm. the end... And just going back to the Tani thing, you know, I think it's whether or not, oh, this is going to be fashionable. Because they might be doing it the other way and they might be going, quite how can we make something that is as aerodynamic Mm. but looks better? They might be looking at it it backwards. It could be, And I think that could then lead to more choice for women. Mm, It wouldn't be the first time
1: I'd looked at something backwards. It has just struck me, actually, how we're talking about fashion and mountain biking and... Mm. um, I'll, I'll point this at myself, and no offence, but you're implied in it, is that are we the two most fashionable mountain bikers to be talking about this? Um, what, are we We're Possibly the most... I'm definitely one of the most unfashionable mountain bikers I'm very in our building. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> so um, apologies for that, if you're listening, mm-hmm. that we actually even brought it up. But yes, anyway, let's continue.
0: Yeah, did you get... On my first day, I got the three-hour seminar from... Blake and Doddy, about hairstyling.
1: Oh, God.
0: Um, you know, it's actually very informative. Yeah.
1: You don't want to listen to Doddy at all. And, <laughs> and Blake is almost a different language that he's talking. And You're it's, talking it's one of those languages that you hear and go, I don't need to learn it. You know? <laughs> it's a little bit like, like I, live in Wales. I live in Wales. It sounds great. I don't need to learn it. <laughs> and, wh- and whatever Blake is talking... I didn't need to know that.
0: <laughs> so, Martin, are you guilty of following any fashions as unfashionable as how, how little we are both pulling them off? Are you guilty? Am
1: I guilty? Start with you. I'm uh, 100% guilty of following fashions in mountain biking. Give us a sure. good example
0: of something, maybe something you recognise and gone, what well, have I
1: done? Well, I mean, well, 100%. When, when mountain biking was going through its motocross-esque phase in the 90s, I was, uh, a, a, you know, very much part of wanting that look to take Mm. off just simply because at the time all of us in the pro side of mountain biking in terms of trials and downhill the more extreme sides of riding all loved motocross and we all wanted to be motocross stars and we weren't so we decided to try and make our sport look like it nice that's what happened so i definitely (laughs) did that I've definitely had my moments where I've tried to change the trends and hopefully create fashions in my little area of it. And I think when something comes out, I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I'm really annoyed by industry standard changes and things like that that, mm. that mean the fashion a bike can be fashionable one day and unfashionable another. But I am also, on the other hand, someone who will look at a bike like a pole or whatever and go, oh, I want that. So I'll buy into it, hundred percent. So I'm definitely guilty as charged. The last, I just want to very
0: quickly touch upon the whole standards thing, and this—the last and only—I want to go back into it. You want to agree with me, don't you? I want to say that I was, you know, never like a. I wasn't. I wasn't a pro rider. Yeah. You know, I wasn't given and thrown at free bikes, so I actually have a relationship probably more similar to a lot of our viewers. Secondly, I want to say the only time that standards really annoy me is when a company, and I think actually the right word would be bastardized, they try and say 26, instead of just keeping the 26 inch bike good, yeah. or making a 29, or making a 650, they try to say, oh, how can we if we keep the same bike, but change this link, and do this here, then we're going to get a bike that's 650, the mm. ride is worse than the 26, but at least it's keeping up with the fashion, that yeah. I can't abide. and i have always called that out. I, I would oh. always, I would never be like, "Wow, that's great," just because it ticks the wheel size yeah. box. A bike should be good whatever size of the wheel. Yeah, yeah. And that that is just pandering to the most to the yeah. lowest level, and yeah. that I've got no time for.
1: Yeah. Well, and when that happens, to stay fashionable, people will buy it, mm. and they're buying something that's maybe not as good as it was before, yeah. or not as good as what it's uh, trying to be because it hasn't really taken the industry standard and used it for its like, you know. Uh, you know the improvement in performance that it's designed to be mm. it's just been used as a yeah yeah we're we're one of the yeah, we're one of the f- you know quick moving brands that yeah. are doing but all this new stuff I don't believe in golden tickets and it, like mullet bikes is a good example yes you can make a
0: fantastic bike bike with mixed wheel sizes mm. but if you've got a bike brand and you're sat on 2000 frames thinking what the hell are we going to do and you realise that putting a 27.5 in the bike makes the bike fantastic mm. I don't believe that no, because no one part of the bike can be viewed in isolation. Oh my God, the seat yeah. tube angle's already slack, but that's okay because it's got mixed wheel size. The head, the bottom bracket's too low. It's got mixed wheel yeah, size. Stop yeah. complaining. Yeah, it's
1: just bullcrap. Yeah, yeah. So you threw it at me. So throwing the question straight back at you. Are you? Are you guilty of following any fashions? In I'm. I mean,
0: you've, you've. You can either be delusional and say no, but inevitably I have been. Yeah, you've got to have been. I, you know. There have been times where I unashamedly wore open-facing goggles, and I'm sorry. If I could go back, I would, but I can't. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you know, I rode, I've ridden some bikes that probably, yeah. like I used to have one of those Polygon Square One downhill bikes, and everyone told me it was ugly, and everyone <laughs> told me it looked like an e-bike <laughs> without the motor, and I said, It's I love it. Leave me alone. And I just, you know, mm. didn't care.
1: Yeah, I'm not going over the goggles bit. I know, it's a bit of build one of that. Yeah, although I have just thought, would I look really weird going down the high street with goggles on in my wheelchair? Because I think I could look cool. I mean... Y- like I said, I don't really create fashions. Yeah, I don't really create fashions. I just I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, the scarf. Back to the scarf. Back to the scarf. Um, so I yeah. think
0: inevitably I am a victim of sometimes trying to keep up with the fashion, but I try and be more aware of it now. Yeah. But, you know, I a good example of how I'm currently, currently in the throes of a fashion crisis is... <laughs> I, and I I've talked about this weirdly a lot. They've really been a game changer for me. Riding trousers. Oh. I have never worn them before, apart from this winter. Right. So you wear them now? No, and I love yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a bit of a drizzle outside. I couldn't possibly, I couldn't <laughs> possibly wear shorts. Why not? I'm like, oh quickly dry the trousers and on the radiator. It's you know, it's above freezing. It's absolutely fine to wear shorts, but I'm yeah. like you know, I literally You've think I'm going to catch my death. Yeah, but why is that? Well, I never had them before. I've never done a winter, winter ride with shorts. So I
1: guess the one of the things, before. I guess that the, the, the ma- those new riding trousers, the material has improved so much, hasn't mm. it? It's so light. Mm. So. Mate, you're preaching to the choir, I I aren't They are, I mean, they're ju- they are good. They are good, but they're so, not. It doesn't disable shorts. No, they're not necessary. But they are good. But that's another way we view fashion. I mean, it? put it this way, right? I wear I wear a pair of, uh, when I'm out mountain biking now, I wear a pair of those very new fashionable downhill trousers that are mm. very, very thin. Mm. They protect you not, not at not all. Not at all, yeah. Um, and I wear them, right? And I can't feel my legs. And even I wear them. <laughs> So, like, what does that say? I mean, I just, I'm just, i just like, well, i got to have a pair. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh, it's madness. Yeah. They're just, black. They're black. You can't, from a distance, you can't really tell. But what's That's crazy is that, you know, I suppose one of the
0: laws of the universe is that one thing can't affect another thing when they're both in isolation. So let's look at, as an example, how up in arms... Some people in the road cycling community were and are about disc brakes on road bikes. Yeah. As if it's going to make their current bike worse. Oh no. It's like no it doesn't. It doesn't change your bike. It doesn't seem, just because a disc bike brake exists doesn't make your bike crap.
1: Ah uh, but it does give the person on the disc brake bike a performance advantage over you who has not got the disc brake bike because now they can essentially handle better weather conditions than you better worse weather conditions it's the same as
0: 29 if you got a good 26 inch wheel bike it didn't turn crap the day that 29 came out
1: but it made you potentially slower than the person on a 29 inch bike and at the end of the day it's about racing a lot of time so it's this performance involved you're tech (laughs) you're tech doping you're tech doping me I know what you're doing. You tech guys do it all the time. You're tech doping me. Ah, it doesn't change your bike, but I'm quicker. Ah, fine for you. (laughs) Said the guy who gets given bikes. Oh, here we go. Fine for you. Yeah, here we go. me, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, last
0: question. Actually, penultimate question. I'd like to build them up to knock them down. Penultimate question. Who is the biggest fashion victim oh, man. in the sport? Either that you know, or that you've
1: maybe spotted it afar. Um, who's the fashion victim in mountain biking? Right, well, I'm going to try and be controversial. Um, so I'm going to think of, I'm gonna think of someone here. Yeah, who else wears <laughs> scarves? Uh, I think the biggest fashion victim in mountain biking at the moment is Brendan Fairclough. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? the biggest fashion victim in mountain biking. Well, um, one I've said that, because he's really popular, and I'm just hoping everyone's going, what? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I said it. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, he's incredible, right? Mm -hmm. I have have said it a few times, um, definitely on GMBN shows at some point, that I think he's a World Cup downhill win away from saying he's the best rider on the planet. Yep. because he can cover so many bases yep. but it's the fact that he tries to cover so many bases he's trying to please everybody he's a fashion victim yes <laughs> Brendan you heard me <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it I was just trying to be controversial <laughs> what about you can you think of a fashion victim In I'll I tell you who else is a fashion victim in mountain biking go on Nino Schur he's a fashion victim is he a
0: fashion victim yeah
1: he's a fashion victim that guy would
0: you care to expand
1: well he just like keeps on winning that's fashionable keeps winning Ugh. no that's my point oh yeah he just keeps winning and it's boring <laughs> it's boring Nino I would like and mean, I tell you what I mean that one because I don't know the guy <laughs> <laughs> Unless I meet him and he's nice and then I take it back. Yeah. Just uh, rescind it. Yeah. We'll have yeah. to
0: do an apology on, a, on yeah, the podcast.
1: Yeah. But i um, you know, I'm... I'm not nah, yeah, fair. I'm fine. Dude. I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, What about you? Have you got a fashion victim um, you come to mind? I think... John Tomac. You know, uh, the thing I would say fashion Doddy.
0: victim are people... Doddy
1: is a fashion victim. Sorry, just came to me there. Go on. Doddy's a fashion victim. Sorry, carry on.
0: Okay. I think... Who are who fashion victims? I think anyone that... You know, actually, I met a kid at the Forest of Dean mm. who's a, 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 the son of my friend.
1: Wait, I don't think we should pick on a different viewers. <laughs> no, 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 no. And he said... <laughs> and he, he was said, a fashion victim.
0: I want to put videos on YouTube. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to be any good. And I said, dude, do it. You'll have so much fun. Yeah. And it, it's, it's that sort of, you know, notion that everyone's sponsored now and everyone, everyone's trying to kind of compete. Whether they're actually sponsored or not, it's kind of fashionable to be sponsored. Yeah, And it's fashionable... But actually, anyone that that detra- detracts from their love of mountain biking, I think, is a victim of fashion. And yeah. I think if we can get more people into it and show you that you don't need to be sponsored to put videos on YouTube and show you having a good time with your mates, and mm. that'd be a freer and more expressive place. And I think that yeah. sounds good.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't sound like it fits with social media very well. You know, because can... people, because people, you know, that's the problem with all of it, isn't it? Is everyone showing their best self, their mm. best, the best version of their pro life? Mm. Everyone showing the best version of their life, full stop, and hardly any of it is true. Yeah, <laughs> which is the shame. The only people I actually
0: like to see content from are people that you know, it's the warts and all.
1: Yeah, not
0: not necessarily. I think sometimes you see people that go too far and they want to, and I've probably fallen to myself. Yeah, of uh, you know, heightened vulnerability. But I'd like people that just you know, I've got some friends that they just, God, love them. They just want to ride bikes, and they get yeah. loose, and they have a laugh, and it's just about showing each other, yeah. you know, as much as as much as the wider world.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, what was your last question? Because I'm my, getting serious guilt on my uh, calling Brendan Fairclough out as a fashion victim with zero evidence. <laughs> it's killing me right now. That does um, is it a case
0: that the more you, mountain biking you do, you realise that actually it doesn't really matter?
1: Or no, is it the other way around? I think it matters. What do you think? <laughs> trying to get a straight <laughs> An off... answer out of you. No, I think, what do I think? Does it matter?
0: Is it a driving force for good or for bad?
1: I think it, I think it does matter. As mm. much as I think it's annoying, yeah. and I think that like, f- there are fashions that, you know, I do sort of agree that, it's got to happen because Mm. it is what makes the sport great and i do love the advances so Mm. i sort of think it does matter but i don't there's two there's two me's Mm. there's the you know the one that supports it and the one that doesn't and one of them's wearing a scarf and one of them isn't wow and i just don't know which one it is (laughs) today yeah i'm looking pretty cool you are looking pretty good.
0: It was, I was just, you know, it's because you're looking so good. I thought you need to be taken down a step or two.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought you were doing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much for listening to the GMBN podcast. Get in the comments below. How do you feel about fashion? Thank you very much, and
1: uh, we'll see you all next time. Let me know about the scarf.